0: Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe lifting weights, knowing our cycles, and training with them is the future of women's training. I also believe this training, nutrition, and health stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard, and we should all feel strong and confident. So, this is your go-to show for practical information to build a stronger and healthier body. You'll find content on training, nutrition, hormones, and tons of experts who want to help you get stronger and healthier. I am your teacher, Amy Boe, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Hey, Warrior Woman, I am on day 10 of my cycle, and it's been a little bit between podcasts. I've been up to some really cool stuff behind the scenes inside of Warrior School. I am creating a new onboarding process for Warrior School, and then I'm also creating a new platform for the school which is gonna have loads of really cool stuff for the community, Uh, lots of content and videos and resources. Uh, So I have been super busy building and creating that. But today I thought I would sit down and record a solo episode. We're gonna talk about high intensity training. A few weeks ago, I did a post on training during perimenopause. And I was speaking about how, you know, during our cycle years, we have this anabolic stimulus from estrogen on our side that really helps us build muscle, build strength, have energy, uh, and get the results that we want from our training. But as we enter perimenopause and then transition into menopause, we don't have that stimulus anymore because estrogen declines. So we have to look at what we can do to stimulate that. So we need an external stimulus. And the answer is to lift weights and do some high-intensity work and plyometric work to get that same stimulus. So... From this post, I was asked a few questions around high-intensity training and plyometrics. You know, what is high-intensity training? How do we classify it? Because uh, there's so many different, uh, I guess, forms of HIT training out there. Uh, you know, why does it work? Who should do it? When should I do it? How do I fit it in around my strength training uh, and its benefits? So I wanted to jump on and answer those questions for you and talk about high-intensity training and plyometric training. So I thought we'd start by talking about what is it? You know, what is high-intensity interval training, or it's also known as HIT? So it's probably the second biggest buzzword in the fitness space. Uh, probably behind keto, actually. Uh, HIT is a style of training that focuses on high levels of effort for a short amount of time, followed by a period of rest. And then that's repeated for a certain uh, number of intervals. So, you know, it's gained this momentum and this popularity over the last... Five ten years, uh, mostly due to its claim that it gets us fitter, leaner, stronger, faster than any other type of training. Uh, so we're going to talk about this today because there are some disadvantages to HIIT training uh, and also some unspoken benefits that are often not spoken about. So, you know, when... We're talking about training. Uh, the first piece is that training needs to be a practice. You know, it's not just about exercising or working out. So uh, I'm sure, you know, and you may uh, feel this way as well. And this, you know, it may really resonate with you that a lot of women that I work with, you know, at the start, they love to show up to class, a uh, hit class. Uh, or a CrossFit class, and they train hard, you know, and they really push themselves. And it really works for them at the start. Uh, they see results. Maybe they get a change in their body composition. But over time, what they start to find is that their amazing bodies and physiology are actually really complex. And over time, they start to see that this type of training, this high-intensity uh interval training or this CrossFit style of training or F45 is really stressful on their body. Uh, and, you know, I believe that there is no reason why coaches and uh, the women out there, so yourself, should use HIT uh, training if your goal is to have more energy, to build strength and to Feel more well or healthy. Uh, it's you know there is a time and a place for it, but for a lot of women, especially if you've come from a background of undereating, underfeeding, uh, and potentially over or doing a type of training that's not working with your physiology, you know, HIIT training puts a lot of stress on the body. And over time, we start to see that it can be a detriment, especially if, uh, you know, we're not recovering well and fueling well. So why does it work? You know, if it, if it claims to get you fitter, leaner, stronger, faster than any other type of training, uh, and a lot of people really swear by it, that, you know, they did CrossFit or F45 and they got great results. Um, so training drives results because the body is responding and adapting to stress. So we have to think about that training is stressful. Uh, and you know, when we train, it's really driving results because the body is responding and adapting to that stress. And so since, uh, HIIT training is highly stressful on the body, uh, Often coaches and, you know, the women that we work with see adaptation, so they see results really quickly. However, uh, this type of highly stressful work can only be maintained for so long. And this is what I see time and time again in my work, is that we can do it for a little while and it really works for us at the start, but over time, we just cannot maintain this type of training you know, this uh, working out or sweating or exercising or, you know, doing HIIT training six days a week. So the truth is that when we look closely uh, at, you know, HIIT training and a lot of people that are using it, and even some of the studies, it's only really used for a short period of time. uh, because a lot of us, you know, unless we're a high-performing athlete, just don't have the capacity to be able to tolerate this level of training for a really long time. So uh, so why does it happen? You know, why does it work for us at the start? And then we kind of see that, you know, we're not getting results. It's mostly because the body can only handle so much stress, <laughs> So at first, you know, you will adapt and you'll adapt quickly and you'll feel as though, you know, you may have more energy, your body changes, you lose the weight. Uh, But this rapid stress adaptation, uh, and especially really early and over a short period of time, uh, can create a lot of stress on the body. We have to think about like where... What's the state of our physiology when we start this type of training? You know, are we trying to heal the body? Do I have a lot of hormonal issues? Uh, Have I uh, had a lot of injuries? Am I tired all the time? We need to come back to these uh, metabolic markers that we look at to tell us if the body is healthy, if the system is strong. And what often happens is that, you know, our system's not strong, so we actually don't have a strong metabolism. Uh, we, the body can't use our energy properly. And so this high-intensity training creates a lot of stress on the body. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. And I think, you know, when we talk about training, I always talk about building this foundation, and working on your range of motion, your mobility, your flexibility, your stability, your tension creation, and building base strength, uh, body weight strength training, gymnastics strength training, and then starting to learn how to lift weights. And we need to learn how to train. We need a strong training foundation. We also need a strong metabolism. Uh, So we need a body that can really use energy really well, that's not stressed. I want you to think of it like a continuum or, you know, a journey or like building a house. Yeah, we need to lay the foundation first before we can add all the cool things inside, you know, like all the sexy, pretty stuff. Um, And HIIT training is sexy and pretty yeah it's constantly varied it's changing you can move fast you don't have to think about it you can do all these cool things and so it's like decorating the house and the reason why we see uh, problems come up whether that's three months after starting hit six months a year two five uh is that we actually don't have a solid foundation you know the, the foundation of our house is not there so there. are is a time and a place for it uh, but who should do it well someone who has spent years building their foundation so working on their mobility uh, their stability their tension their control their ability to be able to move their own body uh, in space Uh, and then looking at controlling external objects so have a really strong weightlifting foundation Because you need to to earn the right to be able to move fast and lift heavy. If you don't know how to... One, if you don't have the range or the mobility there. uh, Take a squat, for example. If you can't sit in the bottom of your squat, uh, you don't have the right to load the bar up. You need to earn that right through mobility practices, learning how to create stability and tension within the body, learning how to control. Basically, what we're doing is we're creating good movement patterns. Because if you want to go in and do HIIT training, it's really fast. Uh, and if you're not strong or stable, you don't know how to create tension. This is when we see injuries, uh, you know, fatigue. And then lack of results in the end because we actually don't know how to use our body to get the most out of the session. So HIT should be for people who have a strong training foundation and a strong food foundation. So the body is not in this state of stress. You know, they have a strong metabolism. uh, The body can manage and tolerate stress. You know, there are benefits of HIIT training and certain women can definitely benefit from it. So for example, you know, I have such a strong training foundation. You know, I've been training for, well, all of my life, but, you know, training uh, hard and training on my foundation for probably about nine or 10 years. So... I could go and I could do some HIIT training. You know, I could add it in a few times a week if I really wanted to, or if it was for a specific purpose, and my body's gonna tolerate that well. And I'll get the benefits from it just because I have the training foundation there. My body moves well, I know how to create tension, I know how to control my body, I know how to control an external object. uh, I don't have any injuries. Also, I know how to really recover and fuel that high-intensity training really well. Whereas, you know, on the other hand, if you're super stressed, you're not sleeping, maybe you're a new mom, uh, you're under-eating, you don't have years of training uh, under your belt, as they say, then this type of training, you know, can cause more... I guess, harm or not be as beneficial for you uh, if, yeah, you don't have a strong training foundation. So what are the benefits? You know, if you have worked really hard on building your training foundation, maybe you've been strength training a few times a week for the last couple of years, uh, you feel like you have a really good handle on your food, uh, you're feeling good, you're sleeping good, your energy's good. uh, Why would you do it? Well, firstly, high-intensity training uh, creates a stress response. And this is can be really valuable for us, um, you know, for those women out there that need to work um, in scenarios of high stress. So potentially that could be like a high-level CrossFit athlete or if you have a particular sport that you do that requires you to be in a high um, – level of stress uh, and you need that stress response, high intensity training can create that stress response for you. It also, uh, when done correctly, and this is uh, really important, is that a lot of HIIT training that's out there uh, isn't done correctly. So the F45s of the world uh, (laughs) uh, kind of uh, have ruined HIIT training Whereas if you work with like a strength and performance coach and a lot of athletes will do forms of HIIT training, uh, but they're done correctly. So if it's done correctly, programmed correctly, uh, it can create a metabolic response and increase uh, our ability to use lactate. So again, you know, this is really only needed for specific purposes. And it comes back to like these sports that require this uh, intense effort. So like CrossFit or combat sports. Um, and then thirdly, you know, the other benefit, it can boost the aerobic system. So hip won't increase our aerobic capacity, but it can help us, you know, flirt with a threshold without causing, you know, a decline in power output. So for example, in the case of a marathon runner who has to run up a series of small hills throughout their race, Uh, Now, if they did some HIIT training, uh, that will help them. Whereas, you know, if they're only just running long distances and not putting any tempo work in there, you know, it can be harder for them to run up those series of hills throughout their race. Uh, So it can actually help our aerobic system by adding in anaerobic work. So HIIT training is anaerobic work. And this is Linking it back around to the post that I did uh, for perimenopause and training through perimenopause and the transition, you know, estrogen is really uh, anabolic. So it's like this build-up stimulus. And anaerobic training is, you know, this builds up intense stimulus for our body. Whereas aerobic is this more... Uh, long, slow, steady state, which we'll talk about in a second. So, you know, do we actually need high intensity training? If you're training, you know, three or four times a week doing uh, strength training, do you need to add it in? So when it comes to training for general health, uh, to get stronger, to have more energy, Uh, to feel more confident in our body, I really think you need to just keep it simple. And we really just need to weight train and do more slower aerobic work. And both of these are at the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to training compared to HIIT training. Uh, So for a lot of the women that I work with, we do... Obviously, we build their foundation. So we work on their mobility, their stability, their tension, their control. Then we start to do body weight strength training and strength training, and we work on their aerobic base. So I get them to do uh, walking, and that's really all we need. If you know we want to feel well, uh, we want to feel fitter, stronger, have more energy. And uh, yeah, we don't need to add in a lot of HIIT training. So the goal of training is always to support the act of living the best possible life, I think, and feeling really strong and capable and confident in our bodies. And we don't need HIIT training to do that. Uh, You know, weight training and this slow aerobic work supports us more effectively than HIIT training. Uh, Because the two create this broader base of, I guess, you know, fitness, you could call it. Uh, So, what comes up a lot is cardio. And, you know, this, I get asked a lot should I do cardio? How much cardio? Which cardio is better? Uh, You know, is it better to do HIIT training or more of a long, slow endurance type cardio? Uh, And often women tell me that they feel like they need to do cardio. I'm not sure why, but uh, they always use the word need. So I think to compare these two types of training, we first need to establish why we do cardio. So why do you do cardio? Or why do you think that you need to do cardio? Uh, Because, you know, and hopefully it's not to lose weight. Uh, If you've been following along on the podcast my work you know that well it's not about weight and weight loss you know it it can be a byproduct but if you're choosing just to do cardio to lose weight well we need to have the conversation around what is weight and that comes back to our body composition you know our body composition is made up of our organs our bones our lean muscle and fat and if i'm doing a lot of cardio and not eating enough uh, that creates a lot of stress on the system. And what often happens is that it, we actually lose leg muscle mass and we can leach minerals out of our bones and then lose some bone mass. And if we're in perimenopause transitioning into menopause, we don't want to lose any more bone mass. We're trying to prevent that by having this conversation around hip training and plyometric training. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I think asking yourself like, why do I do cardio? Why do I want to do cardio? If it's to change my body composition, I actually don't need to do a lot of it. I need to focus on managing my stress, eating enough food, and strength training to actually get the result that I want. And really, cardio is just short for cardiovascular, and that refers to exercise that uh, or training that works the body's aerobic system. So when we're doing cardio. We're exercising our aerobic system, and our aerobic system is our main source of energy. So it controls how well our body can use oxygen to fuel activity. Uh, and that's pretty cool. And we do want to focus on that. Yeah, we want a good aerobic system because we want our body to be really good at using oxygen to fuel our activity. So When we're determining whether a HIIT or this long, slow, steady state type of training is best, we just need to look at how well they build the aerobic system. And we also need to look at what are our goals, because if we loop it back up, you know, and if our goals are to actually just have more energy, uh, to build strength, to feel more confident in my body and to live the best life possible, well, I need to focus on weight training, so strength training, and slow aerobic work. So this slow aerobic work just really refers to you know longer walks or hikes, some bike riding, some some runs, uh, and it's a lot less stressful than HIT training because it slowly exposes the body to the stimulus. So it's more of a sustainable approach, uh, and it gives the body time to build an adaptation in our cardiovascular system. Whereas HIIT training, you know, it's not so sustainable. It's a kind of like a, it's a very, um, you know, a very quick exposure. It gives the body a lot of stimulus. It can be really stressful. Uh, It's not super sustainable and the body doesn't have a lot of time to adapt to it. So if you want to think of it as like layers, you know, first we want to make sure that we're walking, yeah, Uh, that we're trying to build our aerobic base. And then we want to make sure we're doing our mobility work, our stability, our body weight strength work, and we're weightlifting. And then on top of that, if we have a strong system and we want to do some hip work, we can then layer it in. And it just comes into our training program. So maybe what that looks like is you know, doing our mobility prep work, doing our strength piece for the day, and then finishing our session with a little bit of HIIT training or a little bit of plyometric work. Uh, The research shows that we just need to do 10 minutes, three times a week of plyometric work to reap the benefits uh, when it comes to uh, our bone density. So that was done in perimenopausal women, and it did show three times a week, 10 minutes plyometric work, we can get the benefits. So you can pop that in to your training session. At the end, it could be 10 minutes of a high-intensity piece, uh, some high-intensity interval stuff, or some plyometric work. Now, plyometric training is just quick, powerful movement. Uh, And what's really happening is that we have this eccentric contraction followed immediately by an explosive concentric contraction. And uh, we're really helping our bones when we do plyometric work. So it's jumping. So imagine a squat and we do a squat jump. So we have that eccentric where we go down, we load it up like a spring. And then we have that explosive concentric where we explode and jump out of the bottom. And then we land back down and we have that eccentric contraction. And so it's the weight bearing onto the floor, the jumping, that really helps our bones. Uh, it's also really helpful. You know, a lot of athletes use it if they have to do they um. Compete in explosive sports. Uh, So I would recommend you just adding it into your training sessions a few times a week for 10 minutes at the end. So you could do a little bit of uh, high-intensity interval stuff. So maybe it's 30 seconds of effort of something and then 30 seconds rest. 30 seconds of effort, 30 seconds of rest. And run a timer for 10 minutes. You could be adding just some plyometric work at the end where it's a few different plyometric exercises uh, for a few different rounds or running a 10 minute timer. And you don't need to make it a standalone session. What's still more important is your mobility work, uh, your stability and tension work and your strength training. So actually lifting weights. And I would just put it as like icing on your training cake uh, to finish off your sessions, but three times a week, 10, 15 minutes uh, is enough to see a positive response and adaptation in the body. Okay, Warrior Woman, I think that's enough information. If you have any more questions on high-intensity training uh, and plyometrics, reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. But I think your main takeaways are your... You know, you want to do weight training. You want to be strength training. You want to be building your aerobic base, so walking, longer walks. And then if you feel like the system and your body is ready and you want to add in some high-intensity training, you can add that in. So whether that's some sprints, you know, sprinting for 30 seconds, walking for 30 seconds, Um, whether it's actually moving faster through different gymnastics strength or weightlifting moves. So think of CrossFit. You know, a lot of CrossFit is HIT, so high-intensity interval training, where they're doing a movement at a high intensity for time and then there's a rest period. Uh, so we can do pretty much any movement as a HIIT movement uh, as long as we're working hard and then resting. So there's that worked rest um, component. Whereas that long, slow, steady state is doing something that you can maintain a conversation. So if you're in a gym, it could be just being on the bike and then transitioning to the roller and then transitioning through some movements that, you know, maybe it's body weight squats um, or some midline work, you know, that is, you can still have a conversation and it's creating this sustainable approach to your movement. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in and for listening. I've got a really cool episode coming up in a few days. It is going to be with Libby Westcombe. We're going to talk about how to build muscle. It's a very cool conversation. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. And, yeah, reach out to me if you have any questions. Warrior Woman, you can listen to these episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please give it love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, tag me in it on Instagram with your biggest takeaway. Hey, Warrior Woman. So this training, nutrition, and health stuff has challenged you at your deepest level. And now you feel stuck. Maybe you've missed regular training for over a year due to an injury, and you feel scared to start training again. Maybe you've tried so many programs, but they didn't work. So now you feel tired, overwhelmed, out of shape, and weak. I believe this stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard. I also believe that we should all feel strong and confident. So I pulled on all my knowledge and my experiences over the last decade and created Warrior School. In Warrior School, I help you swap confusion and overwhelm for a plan to get stronger and healthier. And who doesn't love a good plan? Inside Warrior School, I will teach you the key metabolic nutrition principles to give you energy and support your training. I teach you how to approach training to get stronger and get those results that you want. And I teach you how to regulate your cycle and use it as a tool to support your training. I invite you to become a part of Warrior School in three simple steps. Fill out the application form on my website, Book a free discovery call where we talk about your training and your goals. Three, start training today to get stronger and healthier.